Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregson and Wayne Shepard talk about giving our teens a second chance. Let's hear what they have to say. Can you remember if you have ever been given a second oh, chance? Oh, how many times, yeah. Do you, I, I mean, I, I look at my childhood and I look at uh, a lot of my life. Uh, of course, I've been fired from a number of jobs. <laughs> I mean, I'd go into different places and and people would always justify it by saying, well, you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> and I'd go, well, why can't you give me a second chance? And, and when you live in a world that is legalistic and you live in a world that says, if you get it wrong, you're out, the word second chance becomes a very beautiful opportunity to say, you love me enough to, to let me do it again. You trust me enough that I can become something. You value somebody by giving them a second chance. But almost immediately, I can hear some parents say, you don't know what Artina's put us through. Oh, I tell you what, they've all lived with me. I mean, any anybody can write in or call in and... and uh, and says, well, I've got a story. I go, I go, you know what? I've got a bigger story. I can tell you stories. And if you don't give kids a second chance, if you don't give them a third chance, how many times? 70 times seven is just the beginning. Another opportunity, not to enable and and not to, to continue the foolish behavior that they sometimes continue in, but an opportunity to redeem themselves and to move into a better relationship, even in relationships that I have with people to give a second chance when I've been offended is an opportunity for grace to abound. We really are grateful that we all get second chances in life, but do we extend those second chances to our teens enough? And we'll yeah. talk about that here today, Mark. Yeah, you know, I, I think that that all of us have that tendency to want it one way, and we have good and uh, great goals and, and tendencies to say, I want it to look this way. And then anybody who violates what we have on our agenda, we kind of eliminate. It's kind of like people who pick up my books and say, I need to find something that will justify what I am doing rather than hearing what may need to be heard differently. And so I, I think there's a, a tendency is we, we pretty much operate on our own agenda. And when it doesn't go our way, we move away from those people. And I, I would tell you, if you move away from your child because they're not doing what you want them to do. They're not you, perfect. That's right. And and neither are you. I mean, neither am I. Ne- neither, nobody I know. <laughs> and uh, but, but if you move away from them, then you never have the opportunity to learn the depth of love, perhaps, and some great lessons that need to be learned. I mean, my desire is to be to others who Christ is to me. You know, to offer something when offended, uh, to pursue when wrong, and to love when violated. I think there's a tendency that that we move away from conflict, we move away from pain, we move away from the difficult because it is uncomfortable and we're not used to it. And as a result, what happens is we end up not having the opportunity to go deeper in relationships. My wife and I are close. Uh, not only because we love one another, is because we've weathered some storms mm-hmm. together. You know, and you get on the other side of them and you go, 
I don't want to go through that again, but I tell you what, it made us closer. And Uh I think that's what happens with kids. We've got to do that. Just as we want to be Christ to other people as he is to us, we need to be Christ to our kids as he is to us as well. And I think that's always offering a second chance. So is the mistake that we make as parents that we try to shield our kids um, from experiencing life and making mistakes? Oh, I I think so. I, I mean, I think in general, we overprotect our kids. I mean, as a, as a result of overprotection, we ensure that they don't make mistakes because I'm not so sure how we would handle it when they start making mistakes. It's interesting to me that when a child makes a mistake, the parents say, we've been humbled. And I go, it's not about you. Your child has been humbled. Where was the expectation level set that was so high that your child would not make a mistake? And so when your child does make a mistake, I mean, I'm talking about whatever you don't want your child to do, let's say today they do it. Can you move toward them with a sense of love, offering them something uh, that isn't taken away? Offer them something at a time that they need you the most and say, you know what, I believe in you enough we're going to move back in this direction. Now, that doesn't, you know, it's kind of like a child driving a car. When they have an accident, I believe in consequences, but I also believe that doesn't mean they never get to drive the car again. I hope not. You know, I mean... (laughs) You and I wouldn't have driven, would we? (laughs) That's right. I mean, I would have been gone after the first day. I mean, I backed into a car after a date with my, you know, with my wife-to-be, and uh, I just totaled the car because I backed out of her driveway and slammed into it. Well, if I was never given the opportunity to drive again, I'd go, well, that's not right. You're given a second chance the next day. If, If our legal system... And, and the world allows that. Why can't we do that with our kids when they violate things against us? Because what it's offering them, when we've been violated, it's giving them something, a relationship, an offering, and embracing something when they least deserve it. It's an offering of grace. But what if our teen doesn't make good use of the second chance, well, just keeps on making those same yeah, mistakes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, immaturity demands boundaries, and I may need to limit some things. I'd, I'm not talking about a second chance that, that moves a child toward enabling or, or uh, accommodating their rotten behavior. I'm not saying anything like that at all. You're not excusing behavior. No, no, not at all. If I cut off every child around me when they do something wrong, I will never have the opportunity to move them in a correct and true path. And and if I can't do that, then it's just a matter of time until I'm violated by everybody around me. Are we really talking about a third and fourth chance here? Absolutely. A second chance is just the first step. You know, and I think that, that what we need to do as parents is, is, is almost be facing in that direction where we're willing to take that second step with the child and the third step and the fourth and fifth, take those chances. But we've got to be faced in the right direction. You know, Desmond Tutu made a comment years ago, and he said that the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And I say, you know what? Not really. The first step is you got to be facing the right direction. Oh, yeah. And I think when parents go into adolescence with their kids, the, the right direction is knowing my child's going to make mistakes, and when they do, how to use that as an opportunity to teach them more and offer them something different. So the first step is face the right direction. Understand that they need second chances and third chances and fourth chances, and don't think that they're never going to fail. They are going to fail. You know, and I caught myself doing this as a parent as well. You, you kind of bring those mistakes up over and over again with your teen, don't you? Instead of letting you them do. go. You do. You know, and I mean, and when 
when you do that, it's almost like you're trying to correct something that's already happened. And I'm going, let me give you a definition of forgiveness. Forgiveness is giving up hope that you'll ever have a better past. Forgiveness is giving up hope that you'll ever have a better past. And when you realize it's, it's not going to change anything in the past, I don't have to bring it up again. I now, if I see patterns that, of inappropriateness or unacceptable behavior, I've got to show that. But, but I've always got to give the second chance for a child to restore themselves, for them to redeem themselves, for them to move in another direction and say, what was is, I've got to move on. I can't keep holding on to that. If you're a parent of a teen, you know that today's teenagers live in a different world than the one you were raised in. That means your style of parenting needs to be very different too. Too many parents parent their teens with principles that come across as authoritarian or judgmental, and such styles just aren't effective anymore. There is a better way, one that helps parents and their teens thrive together in today's culture. In the nine-week video course, Tough Guys and Drama Queens, Mark Regston will give you a new vision of the sort of role they could play in the life of their teens and help them understand the world through the eyes of their children. This course comes with a facilitator's book, a copy of Mark's Tough Guys and Drama Queens book, and a participant's guide. There's even questions at the end of each lesson to help provoke discussion in case you want to go through the course with your friends, neighbors, or church group. You can order the Tough Guys and Drama Queens curriculum series by visiting ParentingTeenResources.com. Your child's inappropriate actions or misbehavior or a bad year is not indicative of their whole life. You know, your child has had the thumbprint of God placed on their life. And just because they're going through a bad year doesn't mean that the thumbprint is gone. So how do we get the bigger picture? Well, pull out some old photos and stick them on the refrigerator. Recall some happier moments in childhood. Quit focusing on all the bad that's happening and think about how God has carried you through some other times with your child. And it'll make it easier to give that second chance. Not accommodating, you know, not enabling your child, but giving them a second chance to prove themselves and to redeem themselves back into that person that you know that they are. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.